GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the commission experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to the final frontier by way of Tarak Nor through the Delta Quadrant and back again with four fantastic actors from several versions of Star Trek history. So without further ado, let's begin to beam them up. Our first guest is an actor whose credits include Broken Arrow, The Pelican Brief, and Legacy, and is a member of the Enterprise Blues Band. Today, he joins us to discuss several Star Trek roles, including Legate Damar, formerly of the Cardassian Union, later of the Cardassian Liberation Front. Please welcome Casey Briggs. Biggs, B-I-G-G. Biggs, 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 you're right. I'm sorry, I'm reading off my notes. I apologize, sir. So, so with that out of the way, Casey, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. I can't, I, I'm exploding. <laughs> I can definitely see. Well, I always got to ask this when I see an instrument in the background. Uh, you plug that guitar occasionally? Well, you said you said I was a member of the uh, Enterprise Blues Band. Actually, I'm a member of four different bands, but the Enterprise Blues Band is our Star Trek guys, so yep. that's one of the most favorite ones to do. But yeah, that's one of my several guitars somewhere around here. I'm in my man cave, so here we are. Oh, well, there you are. So, well, absolutely glad to have you here. And even though the, the panel is called Villains of Star Trek, uh, Damar has a character arc that doesn't I, may, lead, may lead itself to villainy, but um, he came out through the other side. I did not end up a villain. I ended up a hero. Absolutely. You know, I shot Zial. She was a traitor, so there we are. Well, you know, it is, you know, you gotta, can't, have, can't have a revolution. And, no, but, 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 but seriously, though, the arc that uh, Damar had was an incredible arc. Yes. You know, I started as a as a you know lackey for uh, Mark for Gul Dukat and ended up leader of the Empire. Now mm -hmm. that's not you know it's better than a sharp stick in the eye, huh? Uh, yeah, just just a wee bit, a wee bit, and uh, just just real quick, uh, did I read correctly? You had you you pop up in the 1980 version of Brave New World. Oh my God, that takes it back. Yeah, yeah, geez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to make sure that you yeah, were, I, you weren't even born when that probably. Oh no, no, I was, I was, I was, I was already old enough to know what Brave New World was and ended up watching it. And uh, yeah, no, I was, I'm, I'm still very fond of that version actually. So uh, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. And uh, I was a one of the main beta officers. We shot it out in Lompoc, where actually where Jeffrey comes from, I think. Mm. Shortly. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Casey, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm pleasure. Glad to be here. Indeed. Our next guest, he is an actor and stunt fight director whose credits include Pearl Harbor, Men in Black, and is also a member of the Enterprise Blues Band. Today, he joins us to discuss several Trek roles, including the infamous Colonel Philip Green. Please welcome Steve Rankin. Blue sky, hey. me. Love your blue sky, do I see? La, la, la. Two days, all of them gone. <laughs> oh, um. Say hi, Steve. Hi. Hi. Hope there's those guys wherever you are, fans and friends. Absolutely, there are. That was that was a that was a wonderful little ditty. Thank you so much for that. You're very well. Uh, indeed. And uh, uh, yeah, I had a, my, one of my teachers played one of those and uh, was quite enamored with it. I had I had I have no musical skills, so I, I envy you. I made you gentlemen's talents correctly. Yeah, that guy. 
<laughs> Steve, real quick, before we get the Trek stuff, uh, you were also in a, a favorite, uh, uh, I think, uh, undervalued film of mine by Dawn's Early Light from 1990. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That was the first film that I did when I came out to Los Angeles. It was really, really, really interesting. It was called, it had another name, uh, and then they changed it by Dawn's Early Light, but uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was the, it was the, it was the first time that I ever worked with Rip Torn, and then I had to work with him. I got to work with, had to work with, got to work with him <laughs> later. But uh, on that set, interestingly enough, uh, I met uh, two two people that came when we were having dinner. These two bluegrass players, a mandolin player and uh, and a banjo player. And uh, I had dabbled in the, the mandolin, but never really learned. And this guy ended up being my instructor. His name was Bob Applebaum, and uh, so. I jammed with them during the lunch breaks during this movie, all, all the time that we were shooting the thing. It was very, very, very. Oh cool. wow! Uh, I, I imagine that must be a curious sight, especially since you were all in military roles. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, thank you for joining us here today. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's a joy to be here. It's good to be here. It's about to be more joyful because our next guest is an actor whose credits include the Philadelphia Experiment, Decker, Criminal Minds, and is also a member of the Enterprise Blues Band. Today he joins us to discuss his various trek roles, including Renegade, Klingon, Captain Chorus, and of course, Commodore Maxwell Forrest. Please welcome Vaughn Armstrong. Yay, yay. I hear you <laughs> screaming. I hear you all screaming. Hey. Oh, they are. They are. They, 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 love, they, love, they love the forest. Oh, they love forest? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Oh, why the hell did they kill him then? Why uh, did they kill him? They <laughs> killed him twice, as a matter of fact. But yes, you know. well, well, you got to play. Well, and I mentioned him because, yeah, again, the villains of Star Trek, but he played them. You, you were the mirror, mirror version of him. So we had the good one, we had the evil one, and yeah. all very nice and dandy. Mirror, mirror was a hoot. The first six hours of shooting was work, making out with Linda Park. Not too bad, huh? I mean, that's now, a good day. I went home and told my wife that who was correcting papers. She's a teacher, and she broke the pencil. Said, I don't want to hear that. That's how she sounds. Uh, and then she she said she had to go buy another hat. Yeah. yeah. She's bought me a few. Uh, yeah. I can see that. Is, is, there, is there any one in particular in there that uh, is of uh, – is one of your well, favorites, or let's see. There's the uh, there's the Star Trek thing up there behind me, uh, and I think Steve has one of those too. But my favorites, I don't know. They change from moment to moment. That one you see right there mm -hmm. is a really fine Stetson that my boys got me for Christmas. That is a fabulous hat. I wear it all the time. Uh, they're all a favorite at one point or another, you know. Yeah, well, right. Like the hats are like children. You can't, you can't decide a favorite. <laughs> but speaking, speaking of amazing things, he, our next and final guest is an actor whose incredible body of work includes the Reanimator film series, The Frighteners, the highly unappreciated film Dr. Mordred. He is not a member of the Enterprise Booze Band, but he is a member of the Justice League as the voice of Vic Sage, a.k.a. The Question. Today joins us to discuss his various Trek roles, including several Wayans and one very awesome General Shran. Please welcome Jeffrey Combs. Yay. Patty, Patty, you're my publicist. <laughs> you know my whole resume there. Very good. Well, I know it because I I pretty much watched most of it. So, <laughs> oh well. First of all, Casey, thank you for um, thank you for pronouncing my my uh, hometown's name correctly, Lompoc. 
Uh, Steve, oh. I, I worked with Rip Torn too, so that's good. <laughs> and um, did he rip you one? <laughs> no, he was kind of private. It was yeah. kind of private until like the last day we were wrapped and I was checking out of the hotel and he said, what are you uh, doing right now? I was like going home and he goes, let's go have breakfast. Ah, well, that's fun. Oh, he yeah. does like me then, I guess. Okay. <laughs> he really likes you. He really likes me. He likes you. He really likes you. Well, Jeffrey, I have been... Again, I, uh, I, I, in the 80s, I was a gorehound kid. I went to the Fangoria stage. So naturally, the reanimators, uh, oh, Trump yeah. Beyond, that old story that I've got to too. Uh, your later roles in Star Trek and other features. And yes, I'm a big fan of Dr. Mordred. Dr. Mordred. Indeed. And I am a huge fan of your animated work, especially in the DC stuff. Uh, the, your big stage, the question is my question. And your, your scarecrow in the Batman is equally near and dear to my heart as well. Thank you. That scarecrow. That was the first voiceover gig I ever did. Was scarecrow just out of the blue? They called and said, "Would you want to do that?" And I, a voiceover. Well, okay. So that it worked out as well too. We have Andrea and the whole big gang over several times. So hope oh, this works I love out. Andrea. Oh yeah, we, we think we all do. We all do. But anyone else that we all love is Star Trek. And gentlemen, uh, first of all, thank you all for joining us today on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. We're looking forward to the time when the world gets back to normal. We can once again get you all back on our physical stages and get you all back in front of your fans. In the meantime, we have this forum. So glad to have you all here today. And as a as a trekker, since trekkie is, is not is the pejorative term, I, I just want to thank you all for your contributions to this this franchise, which is so near and dear to my heart. With all these characters and all these permutations, all these wonderful stories. You're a part of this mythology that's been a, a part of, of my world and of so many other fans. And thank you all for all the characters that you've done. I thank you for your talents. I thank you for your professionalism. And I thank you for all your performances. Well, listen, it wasn't a sacrifice on our part. It was sheer joy. We're Trekkers, too. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Abs absolutely. What I'd love to hear, what I'd love to just go into real quick is I'd love to hear how Star Trek began for each of you, just uh, in your initial roles when it first got you in. And I believe Vaughn, we, Vaughn, we'd start with you uh, within uh, in 88 on uh, Next Gen. Next Gen. Yeah. Well, there was a, uh, there was uh, a Lisa Goodman, a casting director that I had met a couple of times before. Uh, had me in, you know, she was Junie Lowry Johnson's assistant at the time. And uh, I auditioned for the role of Riker a couple of times and uh, didn't get it. Then they had me in for a, a, a couple of other roles. I didn't get them. I thought, what now? What is going on here? Then they had me in for that Klingon. And I thought, if I don't get this, I'm going to quit acting. I mean, I still thought of myself as a, kind of a warrior you know, after Vietnam and all. And I thought, if this doesn't happen, I'm out of here. And it happened. And then they called me for another one, for a Romulan, I think it was. And then they called me for another one while I was in San Diego <laughs> doing a play. They wanted me to come up uh, after one play. And, you know, the play ends at 11 o'clock at night. And I had to be on the set at 3.30 in the morning. So... uh that was the one of the Cardassians, I think. And then after that, yeah. they just uh, asked you were, me off. 
conversation anymore. You were you were you were in the you were in the family at that point. I was in the family. Yeah, they uh, you know twelve roles after all. Very much so, uh, Steve. I think you were next. Hi. Yes. Hey. Again, you know, we're all uh, Junie Lowry is, is is has been fans of uh, all four of us. I'm certain, but the the first one that I auditioned for, I walked in and got, and it was playing, you know, Patak in uh, in the uh, in Next Generation, and had a great time on that. That was really, really, really lovely. And then they, you know, they they got to where they they liked me, calling back in for another one playing Yeto, and uh, this was in. Uh, uh, Back in actually, I did the pilot for Deep Space Nine. I played the first kind Cardassian. I was a kind Cardassian doctor on the bridge that actually wanted to save somebody's life, which was very odd. And uh, I, I thought I was going to be back for many more, but he was axed. I think they they took care of him, mm. got blown up in something. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and, uh, and then coming back, then and then then on that same show, getting to come back as Yeto. Uh, it was that regenerative power of being able to play many characters, which was a wonderful venue. Because, you know, a lot of TV series out here, if you've done a series on a particular network, they say that you can't do a show on that particular genre or that network for a while. Remember that, guys, when they used to do that? When they used to say you can't you can't be in one yeah. of these shows? So, uh, so what was great about Star Trek, you know, we could just slip right in, get into the makeup, put on. Give the me another forehead. Yeah, put on yeah. the forehead and the beetle wig, and let's go, man. <laughs> let's go. That's it. Because they already they already had molds of you already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you call me an airhead, Penny? No, no, I said molds, 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 molds. molds. And by the way, that 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 episode, Pathak, um, yeah, really. Really good scene, really important scene in those early days of Next Generation, helping to define the characters uh, yeah. and, and everything else. So yeah, just that was a good, it was a, it was a good read, <laughs> yes, indeed. And I think Je Jeffrey, I think you come on board after in '94. Uh, on uh... yeah, these things are never like, oh gee, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, like Vaughn, I I actually the my first uh, foray was the audition for Riker. I think well, everybody in town auditioned wow. for Riker, but it was a, for me, my memory of it was a cattle call. There were so many actors there and I didn't want to go because I thought I'm not right for this. And you know what? I was right. But, uh, but I went and, you know, nothing came of that. And then um, I never went in and auditioned for anything on Next Gen ever. Mm -hmm. um, made a real impression, I guess. And then, the, <laughs> and, and then the, Deep Space Nine came along and I auditioned for a couple of roles and didn't get them. And then uh, about the third time I went in, uh, which was an episode called Meridian, I played a one uh, an alien, didn't even have a species name. Yeah. Uh, and um, that sort of got me on the dance floor a little bit. And it kind of blossomed from there, I'm thankful to say. But uh, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Directed that episode, and Jonathan uh, Frakes is said him, him cast him. Yeah, so, thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> well, you you went you went for his part, and then karma repaid it, paid it back. It, there you go. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and uh, Casey, bring us home. How did Demar begin for you? Well, you know, <clears throat> Steve said Junie Lowry liked us all. She didn't like me. She never liked me. I don't because <laughs> I would never get. But I. I who is her partner who now lives in Las Vegas? Ron Surma. Ron Surma was doing Ron, it. Ron, Ron does like me. But I went in, you know, I thought, what the hell am I doing here? 
It had one line with five words. And I thought, I went to Juilliard for Christ's sake. What the fuck am I doing here? Pardon my French. But, uh, uh, you'll never be, you guys can never be as bad as the Enterprise boys. It was, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. That's true. Uh, I, I've had my, <laughs> my, my dosage of the Enterprise place. We've, we've all been to the bar with them at one point or another. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyway, what I, did, what I didn't realize is that uh, uh, Ira Bear, who was executive producer, he was a huge, I had the job when I walked in the door because he was a gigantic fan of the Alamo. And I did the very first dramatic Alamo film ever shot. I'm dra dra dramatic uh, IMAX film ever shot was about the Alamo. And he told me, you know, not too terribly long ago, he said, I went home to my wife. He said, you're not going to believe who came in today. Casey Biggs came in today. And I'm thinking, why the hell didn't you tell me that then? Instead of having to go back two or three times to get a part that I was going to thought was going to be one day. Yeah, what was your line, Casey? They're in range, sir. Fire. <laughs> that was it, baby. God, that was beautiful. There's only, there's only one actor. Cast him. I would have cast one actor him. in town. I know who can handle. Can that. you come back and do that for us again tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. it was they. They had ideas for the character that I didn't even know about. Yeah. So I got it. And uh, the other, the other Star Trek thing I did was on uh, what was that other show you did, Jeff? Enterprise. Enterprise. Voyager. <laughs> they asked me to do yeah. it. And I said, well, I don't really want to do makeup. But she said, no, no, it's going to be a great new species, blah, blah, blah. So I came and I did it. It was one show. They never brought it back. So, you know, I was going to kill. Who was the, who was the captain of that one? Janeway? Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula, yeah. He yeah. stole my warp drive or something. And I should have yeah. killed him, but he disappeared then. Who knows? <laughs> hey, it was, it was for you to say. <laughs> it was five, five, five years on that show. I met all these great guys. We have we're, we're best of friends. Lifelong friends, so it's it was a it was a treat treat to behold. Let me it's tell you, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yes, the gift is gigging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casey and Steve and I have known each other for at least thirty years. Yeah, uh, through other stage work and this and that. But it was wonderful to meet Jeff as well. And man, I heard a story about a show he did at the Globe where he was going off to get some magical thing and he was who were you were you puck or ariel you were ariel you talking about my exit yes yeah. yeah. he puck. bounced on this trampoline and dove out over a big valley and you saw him disappear where he yeah, the, the, the stage was built over a gully and and then the back the back of the stage was just down into a ravine you know and uh give me your hands and we be friends and robin will make amends and i turn around and ran and there was a catapult there was a little trampoline there and i boom, shot up in the air and then just fell away and everybody was like he's dead <laughs> it was a glorious effect was, he's way, way too old to do that now he would never uh, i don't know if i want to do that now i think back and i go wow that was a stunt did I get a stunt bump for that? I don't think so. <laughs> and out of curiosity, what would can you recall the longest amount of time you had to spend in the makeup chair for all these uh, alien roles? Oh boy, Ron, you got that, don't you? Seven and a half hours. Oh, seven good God. and a half I hours. I was five. 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 Wow, seven and a half hours. I was about that on another show, uh, the forty-four hundred was really rough on one particular episode, but God, 
My my roles on Star Trek were like what, Casey, like two, two and a half hours, something like three, that. Yeah, I was three yeah. hours. Yeah. Most most of mine were about four and a half, but uh Cretacin yeah. was a seven and a half hour makeup. Uh, well, you went into overtime before you even got the best part. This is the best part. They're about to take, uh, uh, you know, they're uh, just about finished with the makeup. Producer knocks on the door and says, Vaughn, Vaughn, I got to talk to you. I'm sorry, but we're not going to get to you today. <laughs> so, you know, another couple hours to take it off, and I had to come back in the morning. But it was easier then. They knew what they were doing with that character. Oh, that yeah. sounds brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So, oof. What was the call time on that for a seven-hour makeup? 3.30 in the morning. morning. Not unusual. 3.30. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's the way too. So, yeah, uh, that's showbiz. So, <laughs> all right, okay. hey, we're good to go to audience questions. So, if you gentlemen Great. are ready, let's go yeah, yeah. roll our first one. Fire and here roll. comes from Lisa, number uh, number one Trek fan. She comes to all of our Trek events. Good to see her again. She wants to know what is the best part of playing a villain as opposed to playing a hero. Well, I'll I'll start out with this. I don't play villains. I don't look at it that way. You know, I, I don't. There are people that, the characters that have a different uh, objective, uh, you may not agree with it, but they've rationalized that it's the most necessary thing that they have to do. Maybe they take a little relish in some of their uh, naughtier moments, but most of the time it's just um, the opposite viewpoint. And uh, you can't play bad. I don't believe, I think all you guys would agree with that. You can't play snarling bad guy. It's too one-dimensional. You have to find a, a reason underneath it all that's justifiable. Yeah, and I think that the, the these particular characters, what's they have something very interesting to do. You know, in the when they write the scripts, we're we're always up to something. There's some kind of action that is inherent that they're trying to move forward, and they're part of the story that way. So that's what yeah. makes them very interesting to get inside of them and figure out, you know, what to do. We we, we have, you know, if you're playing one of the, the you know the regulars and the good guys, they're trying to figure out something about you, what you're, yeah, manipulating and moving around. So I I find the stories eminently. Uh, more interesting, particularly in the format of television, because it's a short amount of time and you really have something that you can to bite into, I should say. I like it because the story is kind of built around what you're doing. You're, you're, you're the story. So that's always fun. You know, you got a great role and they're all different characters, different creatures. Some of them very subtle and some of them are not. Now, Casey turned out the first at the beginning was uh, evil, and then, but from Wayun's point of view, he turned evil. True. Well, you know, as Jeff said, Jeff's right. I mean, yeah. nobody, even even Hitler, didn't think he was a bad guy. <laughs> he, he, and and at least in 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 the stuff that we do, when you, you're always doing something you believe in, whether it's wrong or right. If you're the only good thing about being the hero, which usually your show. You know, it's your show. You're going to come back next week, or you're going to die this week, and you know, whatever. I could have died over and over on on DS9, but uh, they liked what I was doing, so they never killed me. <laughs> they could have killed me any second. But, well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey died what four times? And I would I would kill him again <laughs> if I got it the chance. Matter. I think I died twelve times. Did you really? 
Wow. Yeah, I used to, I used to, on one of my actor reels, I, at the end of my reel, I did a, a little clip and showing every episode of various shows that I got killed in. I should do that. I did a whole series of bang, 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 getting shot and falling. Eight minutes reel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the villains are much more complex, and that's why they're more fun to play. You, you know, I'm looking at the four of us here, and my big regrets are that, Steve, I never worked with you, and Vaughn, my, I never worked with you on Star Trek. Yeah, I don't believe that. That's hard. I, 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 it's uh, unfathomable to me. Yeah. Casey, I work too much with. But, uh, <laughs> I find Jeff everything he knows, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, Listen, okay, I did one with Casey. How I do this? Yeah. I, I did one with Casey, and I've been signing his picture now for <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> but we're all I get Vaughn's Vaughn <laughs> pictures all the time to sign, too. And if I'm feeling lucky, I'll just sign. sign. I said, oh, no, yeah. you want him over there. Not me. Usually I say, no, it's uh, not me. That's Casey. They bring me this all the time. Well, try playing a Ferengi. No. Mm. Listen, no, I've signed, is, uh, I have signed Harrison Ford's autograph. Yeah. Well, <laughs> tell the story about, come on, okay. Vaughn. Well, tell the story well, about. By the way, I am the body of, uh, I am Harrison Ford in Disneyland. That's right. Me because I looked like him. Uh, yeah. but, Take uh, that ride and you always see the silhouette every once in a while of, uh, you know, of Harrison Ford, right? Yeah, well, no, I, in one scene, I'm yeah. standing there with a whip. I'm telling him, you got to go this way. You got another one. I'm hanging on a rope trying to get rid of the bad guy and all that. But in, in clear and present danger, <laughs> we were shooting in Mexico, and I'm standing out in front of the hotel, and uh, a, a gentleman walks up to me and says, you, Harrison Ford? I said, yeah, sure. And he handed oh, me yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm never going to get Harrison Ford's <laughs> autograph anyway. I said, sure, yeah. Uh, thank, you, thank you so much. Yeah, I get that with Mickey Rooney. But, uh... <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and Dopey, too. I think you get Dopey. Oh, that's really good. Thank you. I was actually, this I'm not, This might, this, this is up there with you. I was, you guys have been to Sardis, right, in New York? Yeah. Steve, yeah. I was in the bathroom. Sorry, this guy came up to me and said, you're Don Johnson. I said, no, no, I'm not. He said, you're being. No, you're Don Johnson. Said, no, I'm not. I'm telling you. Oh, you just don't want me to talk to you because yeah, yeah, you're Don Johnson. Well, whatever you say, buddy. I'm sitting there peeing with next door to him. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Okay, another question. <laughs> Patty, another question. Oh, yes. And here's from Kevin. How do you feel about your character's development and end? Well, the, well I started first last time. Somebody want to... Um, well, my I'll, I'll, start. I'll start. My character development... Well, was for, let, what? 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 Who's going? It's go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. You. Go ahead. You. My, my character, you know, has had a huge development. Casey, go ahead. My, he had a great development from uh, a virtual nobody to the leader of the Empire. And the, the good the good story that I have is the very last shot of the very last episode of the whole series, I was supposed to die. And and Eric, uh, no, who was that director, Jeff, that we like so much? Uh, Alan? Uh, Alan Croker, yeah. I said, Alan, you know, I've got to keep- See how this works? He doesn't remember, and I do. So I don't good. even remember an episode he, Jeff where he was in, ever. <laughs> so, 
But anyway, I said to Alan, I die here. It, it says I'm killed by a, I'm killed by an N N N D alien, N slash D, and that means nondescript. I said, come on, I, I can't be killed by a nondescript alien. I'm, I'm the leader of the empire. So how do you want to die? I said, I want to, I want to have a a John Woo death. Patty, you know who John Woo is? Yes, I know who John Woo is. Matthew, I'm talking about John Woo. Great. He's a, he's a bullet ballet, right? No, no, no. Uh, Director. Hard, hard, hard boiled changed my life. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Anyway, yes, Hong, Kong, Hong Kong director. So I said, I want to kill, I want to take out 50 guys, and I want my chest to explode, and I want to die in somebody's arms. And Alan said, Okay. So that's how I died. <laughs> but I, I took out all of, what were the guys with the milk in their neck? What were they called? <laughs> they. The Jemhadar. 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 So I took out all the, I had two big guns. All praise to the light. And I get my, my chest explodes and I end up in, in Andy Robinson's arms. I die in Andy Robinson's arms. And Here's then the he, and he, he, he's the one who ultimately took out Wayun to, uh, yeah. never had a scene with Garrick. Until then. Kills Wayun. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, Casey, what, oh, what wow. was your last line? Keep. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't in the script. And everybody keep. asked me. Everybody, I wanted to see if they would keep it in the script. Oh, were you gonna, were you gonna say like keep on trucking or something? Were you, keep the checks coming. <laughs> I have a treasure. <laughs> it's buried. <laughs> it was a great way to go out if I was gonna go out in, in DC and yeah. in, in Star Trek. So it was a great way to go. Here's what I would say. The writers, you, you have to realize I in, episodic, in episodic TV, the writers are actually riffing. I, I mean, they have general ideas. They start out with clear ideas. But as there's so many episodes, they have to kind of get their ideas and inspiration from dailies. And so, so we never knew where our characters were going. Uh, we find out things in a script. Well, wait, what? I didn't know yeah. that. Jeffrey came into me a scene one time and said, your wife and your child have been killed. I didn't even know I had a wife and a child. <laughs> Until then, I did not know. Yeah. I, had a I didn't yeah, because know while you were downing Kanar, you could have, in previous episodes, you could have like been thinking about your wife and your kid. Oh, but by the way, you 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 came into me when I was in a bed with another Kardashian. Yeah, movie, yeah. Right? right. Yeah, you were a really you know heroic, really yeah. moral guy. Way to go. Yeah. I think that uh, I, uh, let me chime in here. Now, th there's there's oftentimes, and not necessarily just Star Trek, but uh, I was on a series called Maloney, and I went in, and it was supposed to be one episode, and they liked what I brought to this character, and so they said we got to write some more for this guy, for this character, and and keep him making part of the. Uh, it was a you know it was a cop a cop show, and and so. I think that a lot of times I agree with Jeff that they they, I, they don't they have a they have a storyboard where they're trying to put together these stories and particularly something like Star Trek they can go a lot of different ways and they've got a lot of different um, worlds that they got to deal with so if they lock onto somebody I mean like you know Jeff has played a, a wonderful lot of characters and and also Casey's character and and what Vaughn has done. They build upon the fact that this character's made something that's interesting and that's become popular, and that they see that it's that it's necessary. Now, I don't know about you guys, but in in this Maloney series, one of the things I did, they wrote me another episode, and so I started I started.
dropping by the set whenever I wasn't working. And they would go, you know, we need to write you in this next episode. And, and so I ended up being on the series from the time that it was on. So what do we think about how our characters end? We don't want them to end. That's right. We want right. the development to be going all of the time. When yeah. I first played Wei Yun, at the end of that episode, he was killed. Right. I thought, that's okay. Well, I did that. That was nice. All right. Well, and little did I know, they went, why did we kill him? Why did we kill that guy? That's why I closed. Because <laughs> it was... Uh, Solving, uh, they painted themselves into a corner and they went, how do we do this? And I'm glad that they decided to clone me. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of different characters that I could talk about the development. The uh, uh, forest was great, of course. I thought it would be, uh, you know, a nice recurring. But after a while, I was doing like one out of every third episode. And uh, uh, then they made me the captain of the Enterprise. Now there was development, you know, uh, in the mirror darkly. <laughs> I started uh, kissing Linda Park and ended again saving the day, dying in this while the ship is exploding and, uh, you know, plotting to take the ship from Scott the whole time. That was fun. But the one that was really nice to develop was two of nine. Uh, a primary oh. adjunct of Unimatrix Zero One, as I recall. We are, uh, we are uh, uh, all bored, <laughs> and our feelings are starting to come back to us. We're going, what the hell yeah. is this? What are we doing? You know, and then little by little, we're becoming more yeah. and more human again. And uh, by the end, we're totally human. They give us a choice. Well, not human, but whatever we were, <laughs> you know, I was a butthead, the guy with the thing. Yeah. But, uh, well, we had a choice. You still are. We live <laughs> two weeks. That's a debatable whether that ever ended, but okay. Yeah, but, that was a good development. Yeah, we could, uh, <laughs> we could live two weeks being our real <laughs> selves or go back to being a Borg and live 120 years. And we choose the two weeks. Which is, you know, some yeah. nice debate. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. That was that was one of my all time favorite Borg episodes. So, and oh. absolutely on that. So oh, cool, Kevin. Thank you. Great question, Lisa. Thank you for the previous questions. Sorry, I had a technical issue here. Steve, you about to say something? I uh, no, no. I was looking at my guitar. I guess not. Okay. This, oh, okay. I thought you were. Oh, okay. Yeah, pick. Okay, fine. Here's one for Robin. Ah. Uh, did you get to uh, borrow or keep anything from the set as a memento? I took a pair of socks. That was it. I took a pair of socks. Man, <gasps> given me mementos uh, since uh -oh. then from the set, but no, no, never took anything. <laughs> I they have. Were, uh, they, were very, they were very protective of all their stuff. I don't have anything from Deep Space Nine. Nothing at all. Uh, at the very end of Enterprise, Bob Blackman, who was the costume designer, knocked on my trailer and handed me Shran's boots. Oh, how nice. That was so, good. So I have Shran's boots. Right. Yeah. That's good. It's a good Steve. one. <laughs> I kept that a pair works. of my uh, Romulan <laughs> ears from when you I was at Rock. And, you kept uh, what? 
a, a couple of my a set of my ears from where oh. they take the knock, and they, uh, yeah. they uh, Westmore might put them in a bag and put a bunch of uh, powder in there, and he says, he says, yeah, you, you can take it, you can keep these, and I went. Oh, great. So I gave them to a nephew of mine who had them for years. He had them for years and they actually sort of held their integrity, but they sort of stuck together one day and that was it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm remembering now that at the end of <laughs> Treachery and the Great River, that Rene Aubergenois, my dear friend, uh, God rest his soul. As he was wont to do when yes. he was done with an episode, would rip his mask off. And he, that's what he did. He ripped his face off, his Odo face, and he kind of threw it at me and said, don't say I never gave you anything. So I do have that, too. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly what he did. Look at that. <laughs> It was a I, this is a part I, that he <laughs> I I had I, I had a pleasure to host him on stage and he was an uh, he was an absolute gentleman and uh, yeah he was great, he was really amazing. Great actor, man. Yeah, I know I our Armin Armin has spoken before that it, that uh, yeah, like he tried to keep one of the headpieces, but yeah, it just deteriorated over a while. But apparently everybody who had uh, dental appliances has been able to keep oh, yeah. those. Got those. I, I didn't keep my Klingon teeth, and I should have, too, because I hated them, and it would have been fun to smash them away. Yeah, I had, uh, I did have my uh -oh. grunt teeth for a while. Oh, no, he's coming out of the closet, I hope, here. Yes. There he is. <laughs> oh, he still has his teeth. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Uh, I use these every uh, <laughs> Halloween, and at Halloween, the kids come, and I go, oh, here. Oh, you're a little fairy? Good. See what happens when you eat too much candy? <laughs> That's frightening. That's good. Uh, and also, you take a fork <laughs> and stick it into them. That's good, too. They hate that. Wow, those are great, man. Jeez. Yeah. And they've held up, you know? I floss with them every now and then, and uh, <laughs> you should. I have, I have, oh, a, a, I have all a, all pieces of my makeup from something, and somebody once told me you should put them in the freezer, so they're still in the freezer somewhere. <laughs> Frost bit at this point. <laughs> Forehead. We the Kardashians have nine pieces on their face. Yeah. Yes, and the neck pieces. That's Ooh. the thing. That neck me pieces. Is what I what I will. Forever, is those is my alligator memory. handles. Oh, god, yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Next one, let's do another next question. Well with that, so cool. Yeah, yeah, Robin, thank you. Fun one. I am from Noel. If you could go back and attend one live concert, performance, or event in history, which would it be? Well, I would love to mm. see a play at the Globe, uh, in the time of Shakespeare. I would like to be there. I would like to see yeah. just exactly what that was all about. I would like to have been in the audience of a Beatles concert. Yeah, me too. Bingo. That's what I, I, I never got to do. I would say know. that too. That's a good one. Or Elvis Presley. Yeah. Which I never got to do. What about you, Steve? Yeah, yeah I, I, it's Beatles is what I was going to say. Or, you know, uh, and, and uh, 
Yeah, yeah. It's any of those concerts that you suddenly go, why, why didn't I go to that? I had a chance to go to this and didn't. But uh, I would say a Beatles concert would be one that I would have back in the, you know, when they in the 60s. I mean, you know, when at the absolute heyday of them would have been a great thing. I had a friend when he was a kid, went to a Beatles concert and he got there early. His parents dropped off. He went around to the back and he's standing there and he's kind of in a Beatles sort of get up, you know, and the back door opened. The guy went, there you are. Come on in. Then they thought he was the drummer for the opening band of the Beatles. And he got all the way to the green room and they went, wait a minute. And they were dragging him out and all four Beatles <laughs> walk into the green room. And John Lennon said, as they walked by, what did they get you for? <laughs> Can you imagine having that experience? <laughs> what did they get you for? My son had an interesting uh, contact with uh, uh, Paul. Uh, he, he was at a, uh, a party for the closing of a movie, and it was him and one other couple, him and his girlfriend, one other couple dancing very close together. And he turned around, and the other couple was Paul McCartney. <laughs> and he looked, wow. at, he looked him in the eyes and said, Hello, mate. And Jay, Jay said, Well, <laughs> That's when you turn into Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any... uh, Casey, how about you? Where, where would you go? What would you do? Well, for some reason, off the top of my head, I would like to have been in the bunkers in, in, in London during the war when somebody said to Churchill, We've got to cut out all of the uh, funding for the arts. And Churchill turned to him and said, well, then what are we fighting for? I would have liked to have been. Ah, ah, that's nice. Yeah, that's, wow. What are we fighting for then? Then that's, what are we? Yeah, that's the, if he hadn't said that, we wouldn't have wanted to go to a Beatles concert because they wouldn't have been around, right? right, right. It all falls yeah. into place. That's well spoken. Oh, you know, no. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or you know, uh, Noel, thank you. Fantastic question. Enterprise Blues Band concert, you know. God, yeah, I could have gone hey, to one of those. Where are they? Where are they? There they are. Oh, oh, over, uh, over there. Oh, which hand? That hand. Yeah. Back behind me. All right. What's next? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There they are. There's our uh, new album. What's that's next? Great, oh, hey. Yeah, I knew it would. I knew this would happen. It's the Enterprise yeah. Blues brand and their mascot pet Spanky. Spanky. <laughs> then there's the rest. And 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 where 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 can we where can we get uh, where can we get uh, blues band merchandise? Vaughn, your son's doing it, isn't he? Well, he he was. He he's showing me that it's yeah, already right. being done. We'll talk about this. Uh, we'll have to find a way to get them to you. We'll have. Uh, don't we have a website? A hundred okay. people bought them. Right. Well, you have you have a you have a Facebook. Yeah. What? We have a Facebook. Well, you, you, you have your you have your Facebook page. Yeah, please. there's a, there's a yeah, enterprise so can certainly go to that. Page. Yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely okay. hook on that and. Well, thank you. Great question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the villains of Star Trek. Gentlemen, this has been an absolutely wonderful and hysterical. Thank you for joining us today. Any final words for our audience before we go backstage? 
Patty, don't leave us. Yeah, Patty, come on. Wash long and prosper. That's what I'm, yes, I'm, not, prosper. I'm not leaving. Prosper. That Wash long and prosper. You're not leaving. You're just going away. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, just, uh, well, you know, like you guys should know this. Say again. It's becoming a Zoom, I can tell. No, no, no. no. It, it, it's all good. Gentlemen. Yeah, I know. Gentlemen, this has been absolutely Once again, thank you for joining us at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us. Thank you all for your great questions. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye-bye, everyone. Take care, and please keep washing those hands. <laughs>